Hello everyone. Okay, so um, welcome to the, I guess, first official episode of Soul on the Shore. And today I kind of want to do some like brief introduction of like who I am, like, you know, who this guy is, who, who, who is Shaq and why should you listen to him? Um, why do I matter? I don't know if I can answer, you know, that question, but I can at least tell you who I am. So basically I am a Caribbean American citizen. Um, of the great state of Texas here in Houston. And I originally, I, I come from this beautiful Caribbean island called Grenada. Uh, it is in the southern part of the Caribbean chain of islands. Um, it is, I believe, north of Trinidad and Tobago, which is, um, yeah, uh, Grenada is a, a really, really beautiful place. It's super, super uh, gorgeous and if you have the chance to take a visit, take a flight down there, you should um, definitely do that because it is gorgeous. You will not be um, disappointed. Uh, just the beaches alone. Oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, so I am from Grenada. I you know grew up in a Christian home. Um, went to church basically every Sunday, and um, you know that was that was fine. My it it was a weird like dynamic because my mom's side of the family they're I think Anglican and my dad's side of the family they were Catholic and so we kind of lived in this like weird little or I guess I lived in this little weird um, like middle place where it was like I got christened in the Anglican church but then we moved to the states when I was like two and a half years old maybe three almost um, and then we went to like a non-denominational church but then like i grew up and like did a lot of stuff like in like presbyterian churches and then i attended an episcopalian church um for a little while you know when i grew a little older and then when i got to college i started doing stuff with the baptist churches um you know and so like i've i have a very like varied uh denominational background and currently identify as non-denominational um and in fact, I'm an associate pastor of God is Greater International Ministries, or GGI Ministries for short. Check it out on YouTube. Um, I actually preached a sermon uh, on this past Sunday here. Uh, and so that was hopefully pretty good. I don't know. Um, I don't want to like be like, oh, it was a super awesome sermon because, you know, it might suck. So you be the judge. Um, but yeah, like I, uh, I'm the associate pastor of GGI Ministries, and um, that's a church that I um, and my mom uh, and our family just kind of, you know, we run. Uh, we're, we're, you know, it's it's been an adventure, and it's been a really, really cool one. And I'm super excited because there's a lot of really cool things that are about to happen. So um, I'm not going to talk about that much, but that's just the thing. And um, yeah, so like I have this varied background and everything. Um, I grew up, like I said, in a Christian home, and so uh, church was sort of normal, uh, normal fare. Um, and uh, towards college, when I got into college, funny story, I did not in, at all like think that I would be a uh, pastor today. So realistically, it's Pastor Shack, but I, I'm not. I'm not super keen on titles. I don't care what you call me. Honestly, I didn't think that I would be a pastor today. That wasn't really a thing that, you know, was in the game plan for me. Um, after high school, when I was kind of getting into college and applying to programs, I had applied to um, 
several different schools um, for their biology program because I was intending on going to do uh, medical school, basically going to be a doctor um, and, you know, doing that. But let's just say God had different plans. <laughs> um, I'll make a long story short here um, with this one because it's, it's an interesting part of my story, so I'll, I'll share it. Uh, basically, in 2013, the year I was supposed to graduate, um, we have this thing, or we used to have this thing in Texas called the tax test, the Texas Assessment of Knowledge and Skills, right? However, seniors at this time um, in high school did not have to take the Texas Assessment of Knowledge and Skills because our graduation was no longer dependent upon that. Like everybody else, like the, undergr the, the undergrads, the, um, the younger kids in, you know, their freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, and even kids in like secondary and, and early secondary and also primary education uh, elementary school they had to take it but seniors did not and i was a senior i had my own car and you know i was driving this really awesome blue dodge charger it was my favorite thing in the world it's super shiny i love my parents um thanks mom and dad and i was instructed as with the rest of the school uh, as a senior to not show up to school that day until noon, lunchtime. Why? Because they didn't want to have to waste the resources of having us sit in a classroom with teachers who like are proctoring an exam for all the other kids. And so for that reason, they kind of just allowed us to skip half the day and basically kind of come in after lunch to finish up the, the school day. Um, and essentially, what uh, ha ended up happening uh, to me was I left home that morning at around like 11, because we were supposed to be at school by noon. And basically, uh, on my way to school, I was driving my little Dodge Charger, you know, listening to um, some CCM contemporary Christian music, because at this point, I was... Um, I was already a Christian because I got saved in uh, 2007. Um, that's a story for another time. Uh, actually, it might be a story for today, but hang on to that. Got saved in 2007. Um, got invited to this thing called SWAT, Students with a Testimony by Joelia Neely, um, who is super awesome. She's married to somebody now, so her name is not Joelia, Joelia Neely anymore. But... Um, yeah, so she invited me to that. I went to that, went to SWAT, and then eventually, like, I kind of heard the gospel and it, it clicked. And so I went to church that next Sunday and gave my life to Jesus for real. Um, and, you know, from there, I was just kind of like trying my best in whatever way I could to sort of be a good Christian boy. Um, and so I was listening to contemporary Christian music. I think I was listening to um, a Phil Wickham song, actually, at the time. And. I was driving. I was paying attention. I didn't have my phone in my hand. I like my actually what was playing music was my iPad, and that was sitting um, closed, like with the little cover closed over it, um, in my passenger seat, and it was plugged into an aux cord. And I was driving, both hands on the wheel, paying attention. I check my mirrors, left, right, center, and look back at the at the road to see like basically my my windshield shattering why because i had somehow run into the back of a ford f-150 that i think was in reverse on the highway um 
And basically, like, what ended up happening, I, I totaled my, my car was gone. It was totaled, completely destroyed. Um, you know, the front of it was, was wrecked completely. But I survived. I, you know, obviously, I'm talking to you right now. Um, this isn't some kind of ghost special. Uh, and, yeah, like, I, I had, you know, mild injuries. I had, like, a, a bit of bruising on my forearm, um, you know, because there was airbag, you know, and all that. And the airbag actually had, like, had blown against my uh right arm such that like it caused me to punch myself in the left side of my chin and that left a bruise there um and basically like that seemed like it except i had this also this little bruise on my chest from the seat belt because the seat belt when you get into an accident locks up and it keeps you from flying out your windshield and becoming roadkill and so um basically i you know got out of the car, I was unharmed, I ran across the street in a panic, because I was like, what the heck is going on, how did this happen, and I called my mom and my dad, who I was expecting to be at work, like, at least 20 to 30 minutes away at this time, and it just so happened that the good Lord would set it up that my mom and my, my dad were literally down the street and around the corner from where I had this car accident, like, legitimately, like, I could have walked to go meet them where they were at, because they were both together at a Chase Bank, and they were doing some kind of business transaction or something like that. And I called my mom, like, Mom, um, or I think I called my dad. I don't know who I called. I was in a panic. I called somebody and I said, Hello, uh, I had a car accident. I'm fine, but the car is not. I think I'm fine. I don't know if I'm fine. Please come get me. And so, <laughs> and so um, they came pretty quick um, because, again, they were like right around the corner. Um, and, you know, they made sure I was okay, and I was a little banged up and bruised and everything. And so um, I think mom had stayed behind, and then dad took me to go to the hospital to get checked out. Um, and then mom had my, like, mom, I left my, you know, driver's license with mom and everything so she could, you know, give it to the to the cops or whoever had to come and, you know, get all that taken care of. Um, and so... You know, I went to the hospital, got checked out, and everything was fine. You know, I just had some bruising. They checked everything, made sure I was okay, no, you know, crazy, anything going on. And then, weirdly enough, two weeks later, like, I went home. Everything was fine. Two weeks later, I had a nightmare, basically, where I had relived the accident, except I was driving at the in, in this dream that I had, this nightmare. I was driving my mom's car, and I had my sister, my younger sister. Uh, she's, like, seven years younger than me. Um, in the passenger seat, and then we had another car accident again um, in the dream. And I woke up with, like, a, like startled, and, like, my heart was beating really weird, like, really, really fast, but, like, I could feel it. And I'd never been able to feel my heartbeat. Like, even though I was, like, scared or whatever, like, I've, I've watched scary movies, I've been jump-scared before, I've never been able to feel my heartbeat like this. And it was really, really fast and really, really weird. And it felt like this, like, emptiness, and there was no rhythm to it. It was just like... Right? And it was, like, terrifying. And so, eventually, I kind of thought at first, like, maybe I'm just, like, startled because I just had this nightmare or whatever. Cool. It might calm down. Right? You would think... But then, like, I calmed down completely. I'm fine. I'm like, okay, it was just a dream. Cool, I'm fine. Why is my heart still beating out of control? Like, that's weird. And so, like, I go downstairs. Um, it's late in the evening, like, about maybe, like, 9 p.m. or 10 or something like that. And I go downstairs to my mom and my dad, and I'm like, hey, um, 
my heart's beating real funny. And like on the way down the stairs, I was like feeling pretty like woozy and everything. I was like, what the heck's going on? So I go in, I'm like, mom, dad, heart's beating weird. And so my mom's like, you know, feeling my chest and everything. And she's like, it doesn't feel very strange. It's a little fast and being kind of weird, but I don't know. Um, and so like our solution was that I was just kind of like lay down and try to calm down. Cause I told them I had the whole nightmare and they were like, you know, my mom brought me milk and everything. Cause that's supposed to be like soothing and relaxing and whatever else. And so had the warm milk, fell asleep, was fine, whatever, cool. Woke up in the morning, still same heartbeat, weird rhythm, not sure what the heck is going on. And so um, I get up and I, you know, out of my parents' bed because they had me sleep with them because, you know, <laughs> high school seniors sometimes have to sleep with mommy and daddy when they're terrified. Um And so I got up out of the bed and I walked out into the living room and I was so lighthearted, light, lighthearted, lightheaded, and like so fatigued just by walking out of their room. Like this is, I'm talking like, this is like 20 to 20 to 30 steps, like 20 to 30 steps of walking, um, that I like ended up collapsing into the recliner that we had in the living room. Um, and I just could not move, could not walk. My heartbeat was just like weird. Right. Um, and so I was like, mom, my heart's still doing the thing. Um, and so she was like, okay, we're going to the hospital. And I was like, I bet. So we went to the hospital and they checked me out and they were like, huh, that's weird. You're 18. You shouldn't have this. Cause this isn't, this is a disease that like only really like old people get like 70 year old people. That's weird. And I was like, what the heck is it? And they go, oh, it's atrial fibrillation. And I was like, huh, that's peculiar. What does that mean? So basically like the upper chambers of your heart are quivering and the lower ones are like, we don't know what to do because we normally follow the guys up there. So we're just going to try to do something. Um, and so what ends up happening is you get this sensation as though there's a fish who's been pulled out of water and just like slapped inside your chest and shut in there and there's no water in your, in your chest. And so now he's just beating around uncontrollably. Um, because he just can't anymore, right? And that's what it felt like, like a fish beating in my chest or like, you know, a bunch of butterflies all trapped inside a Christmas ornament. That's what it feels like. Um, and so basically, because of the development of the atrial fibrillation, there's way more to that story. Um, there's a lot more to that story, actually. Uh, it's a really good story, and I'd love to tell it, but I don't have the time in this episode anymore. Uh, but because I developed that AFib thing, a lot of the schools that I applied to, which were out of state because I wanted to get away from home. Um, let me tell you, man, like the thirst for freedom, the thirst for my own space was real. I was parched for my own space. But you know what? It is what it is. Um, yeah, the reason I ended up staying uh, in Houston and going to Houston Baptist um, was largely because of that. Like I ended up with this AFib thing and mom was like, you know what? I cannot have you like which makes sense like you're not going to send your your kid you know your only son at that um off to a college or university out of state when they've now developed some sort of weird heart condition like that's terrifying it's got to be horrifying for a parent and so she was like you know what um you're going to need to stay close and you know you applied to or actually I hadn't even applied to HBU because like literally all of the schools I applied to were out of state I was hell-bent on getting out of Houston, Texas for college. Um, 
but you know, I I listened to mom and I was like, you know what? Okay, fine. I guess like it is kind of bad to hop and on a plane or whatever and go how many millions of miles away? Not really. It's like only a couple thousand miles, maybe max. Um, going that far away and you know having just had this whole entire thing is probably a bad idea. So um, basically we decided that I would apply to HBU because mom was like, hey, you know what, it's right down the street, it might be a good school, they got good programs, they got a biology program, so check it out. And so I applied for their biology program and I got in. And I was so upset about it because I was so hoping that they would deny me. Um, But unfortunately they didn't, or I guess fortunately they didn't because I made, I honestly, like it was probably the best decision of my life. to going to HBU. Uh, I, I have mild regrets because, you know, who doesn't? But um, I think there's a lot of things that are way more pro than con in that case. Um, but anyway, yeah, so I ended up going to, to HBU. Um, and it was really cool. Like, I, I basically went to... My mom I, I had asked me after I'd gotten a, uh, accepted to go to their welcome days um, thing, which was basically, I'm sorry, not, not welcome days. It was called SOAR, um, which is basically student orientation and registration, right? They called it SOAR. And, um, I went to SOAR cause I was like, you know what, whatever, I'm just going to go and see what the school is about and whatever else. And fell in love with it immediately. Like immediately. No, like it was just instantaneous. Like this is the place for me. And so, yeah, I went to HBU and, um, I was going to be a biology major. Uh, that was what was intended. In fact, I was a biology major for the first half of the first semester, or like I think the first the first semester and a half, really. Um, unfortunately, however, the solution to fixing the AFib problem was a surgical procedure, and I don't know what it was about that procedure um, that we did, but somehow for quite a few years after, like my hands would not stop shaking, like quivering. I'm talking like I could not do a lot of like very simple or very detailed tasks because my hands would not stay still. Um, so much so in fact that I started taking my biology class and like, you know, on top of the fact that my hands couldn't stay still and so biology labs were a disaster, um, I also just could not focus because with the heart condition came immense amounts of anxiety and what I would later find out was um, some also PTSD symptoms or compounded PTSD symptoms uh, which kind of added on top of a previous uh, PTSD situation that we're going to get into um, probably not today though Um, uh, maybe I don't know we'll see we'll see what happens. But basically, I ended up like um, with a lot of just really immense anxiety and PTSD symptoms. And uh, like I had basically a lot of the time I would be sitting in class and the professor would be teaching or whatever. And I would literally be sitting there counting my heartbeats because I could I could kind of feel them um, a little bit. Like I couldn't feel them in the same way. Like it wasn't palpitations, but I was aware of them significantly more than I ever had been. And so I would sit there and be like, you know, just like counting my heartbeats. They weren't beating that. It wasn't beating that fast. I'm not some kind of rabbit or something. Um, but, uh, and yeah, that was like basically just kind of it. And so I, I ended up 
basically uh, not doing super well in biology. I managed to pass, but I passed like barely, you know, and that's usually not a good sign. Um, and so, you know, the following semester came about and it was bio biology with like dissection labs. And a little ways through it, we had the earthworm dissection. And I was trying to do that. And like I said, after this procedure, my hands were just like shaking uncontrollably. Um, specifically, like when I was trying to do detailed tasks. And as a result, I remember like one time, and I, I don't think my, my lab partner faulted me for it. Tolu, if you're listening, thanks for not faulting me for it. But um, yeah, I, I, destroyed, <laughs> I destroyed our earthworm. Um, I did the first cut. Um, to you know, open it up with the scalpel blade, and I just my hands were shaking so bad, and I essentially like ruined everything inside of that earthworm that we were supposed to be observing. Uh, like it was, there was no way we were gonna get any kind of anything out of that information. Um, we were able to sort of like, kind of still know what it is we were looking at, but it definitely was not ideal. Um, and so at that moment, I was kind of like, dang, uh, this sucks, but I guess this isn't the path that I'm supposed to be on. And I was really frustrated. Now, at the same time, though, um, in that first semester, I had started the process of joining a fraternity, notably Beta Upsilon Chi fraternity, Brothers Under Christ, or Bucks, as I will refer to it. Um, and basically, like, in that time period with the guys that I had kind of met and talked to, I met a lot of Christianity majors and I was like, Christianity major, like what, what do you mean? That's a thing. Um, now, a little bit of backstory again on me, like growing up, every church we went to, like I, I mentioned that we were kind of moving around a lot of churches. Every time we went to a church, my family would go up for like prayer time, you know, for like when, when people had prayer requests, they'd have prayer partners and you'd go up and talk to them and be like, this is what I'm dealing with. Like with my family, we need prayer for this, that, the other. Every single time, every single one of them would be like, oh, your son, he's going to be like a great man of God and he's going to do great things for the kingdom. And I'm like, ah, what? Like, you know, that kind of thing. And it's because I was like really young most of the time that that was happening. But I get to college now and like here it is like I'm my hands are shaking and I'm not doing very well in school because I can't pay attention because I'm super anxious and you know things are just bad and also I, I feel like I was dividing my time to between too many things um, and I met these Christianity majors and it's like they're like oh hey yeah um, you know we do Christianity is our is our program and whatever else and they just like mentioned it or whatever else and I was like you know what that sounds like something that I would be interested in um, I always kind of was like, I, I had a like m like morbid interest in like the Bible and in the Gospels and in Jesus. Like I remember my mom would always talk about how like as a kid, that was sort of the way that I would spend a lot of my time was just randomly thumbing through a Bible. You know, I'd read a Bible like just because or like, you know, and it's just stuff like that, you know, and so... I ended up becoming a Christianity major shortly after that, switching my major because I was like, hey, I won't be able to do this because my goal was to go to med school to be a cardiothoracic surgeon. And I don't think anybody wants me to be butchering a cardiothoracic region, you know? And so basically I, I, I had to sort of, you know, stow that dream. Um, thankfully, my hands have since stopped shaking, which is curious, isn't it? God has a sense of humor. Um, 
but yeah, my hands have, are really stable now. Like I haven't had issues with my hands like at all um, for years now, actually. Um, and I also haven't had too many issues with the heart thing either. Like that's kind of also been a place where God's been really faithful. Um, but yeah, so I became a Christianity major and that's how I ended up with a undergrad in Christianity. And now I've just finished a two master's degrees actually in um, a master of theological studies and a master's in Christian leadership. Um, got them both at the same time um, because I had actually ended up splitting what was in a master of divinity into its two distinct parts, which was practical and theoretical. Um, and so, yeah, um, more or less like that's kind of the story of who I am, where I'm at. And, uh, there's obviously more to my story. Oh, there's a lot more to my story like anybody else's. Um, and we'll get into some of that stuff later, but basically, uh, I, like I said, last episode, or I guess in episode zero, right? I don't want these to be too terribly long. Um, and we're already at the 25 minute mark. And so I don't want to take too much more of your time. Um, but yeah, that said, like, thanks for tuning in again and like listening to me, uh, talk about who I am and, you know, tell you all about my life and stuff. So, um, I will tell you more things about myself in this next episode and then we'll get into some of the more like, um, interesting stuff. Um, the more probably not for kids kind of stuff, um, which would be great. Um, it'll be, it'll be awesome. I'm excited. And also nervous, like I said. But um, yeah, thanks again for tuning in. And this has been Soul on the Shore and with your host, Shaq. Feel free to come back anytime. Or I guess not anytime because, you know, I'll be releasing episodes as I see fit. Yeah, this is my show. No, I'm kidding. Um, no, but I'll, I'll, I'll try to be releasing stuff semi-regularly. There's a lot of stuff I want to talk about and get through. And so um, hopefully y'all are interested enough to keep trucking along with me here um because we're gonna get into some of like the real real stuff this next time um that i can promise you uh so until then have an awesome whatever time it is and where you're at awesome evening awesome morning awesome day um awesome night and i will see you here next time on the shore bye bye <laughs>